Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. Let's wake up and get moving. It's the start of a new day. I hope you're dancing. Because I'm dancing. Hey, greetings, future paleontologist. I just decided we were going to get moving early because it's very early in the morning for me and I needed a wake up call and that was it. So I'm hoping you were all dancing around while you were listening to that beautiful song. I'm Dinosaur George and it's so nice to be with all of you. I've been super, super, super busy working on an amazing new project, an amazing new project. If you live in or around the San Antonio, Texas area, or if you are ever coming to San Antonio, I'm opening up a small museum exhibit at a place called Trader's Village. That's kind of a big open air market. It's like a gigantic flea market. It's huge. They've got uh, rides. They've got food booths. They've got all kinds of amazing stuff. And now they're going to have a Dinosaur George Museum out there. I suspect it will be open the first weekend of May 2021, but we're probably going to have our grand opening event a little bit later on after we make sure everything is set and everything is ready to go. So that's one project I've been working on. The other is our website catalog. I'm very excited to say we have made a lot of changes. We've added a ton of toys, uh, some really cool t-shirts, really neat stuff, And now we ship all over the world. Before, we only shipped in the United States, but now we ship worldwide. So that's exciting news as well. I hope you will consider going to the web store. You can go to my website, dinosaurgeorge.com, and you can see the store there. Now, this podcast is growing and growing. It is incredible. We have now had 39,000 downloads of the podcast. And we are now listened to in 78 different countries. And in fact, we made a top 10 list of all of the countries where we're getting the most listeners. Now, it's not really a fair list because some of these countries are way bigger than some of the other ones. So if you are in a smaller country, but you made the top 10 list, that means a lot of people are listening. So at number 10, the country of Finland, they are my top. They are my number 10 top listeners in the world. So to everyone from Finland, greetings and welcome and thank you. At number nine, South Africa. We have so many listeners in South Africa. At number eight, Japan. Yes, my friends in Japan, you have moved from the number 12 spot up to the number eight spot. And that's because you are telling your friends about me and we're getting more listeners. So thank you. At number seven. Ireland, Ireland, 
that is where my family comes from. My family on my mom's side, they are the Noonans and they are from Ireland. And I'm so glad to see you in the top 10. At number six, New Zealand. You guys have gone crazy. And we have lots of uh, patron club members from New Zealand. So thank you very much to all of you for helping push your country up to the number six slot. At number five is Germany, which I've never been to Germany, but I want to go so bad. At number four, Australia. Oh, yes, Australia coming on strong. At number three is the United Kingdom. At number two is Canada, my neighbors up north. And at number one is the United States. Now, again, you have to remember, some of these countries are way bigger than some of the other ones. So even if your country is not in the top five, it doesn't mean that you're any less than those that are. You just don't have as many people, so you can't have as many listeners. But the fact that you made the top 10 means that we have lots of listeners in your country, and I am so proud and so thankful and so glad to have you. All right, let's start off jumping in to my Patreon club members. Uh, Patreon is a club that you can join. I have three levels of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club. The first level is the Triceratops Club, and it's only $1 a month. And what you get for that is I do a meeting each month, a lesson for all club members, and I record the lesson. So if you're not able to make it live, you can watch it whenever you want through Patreon. And just to give you an idea, to have me speak to a school, it's $200. But if you're a Patreon member, it's $1 a month. So it's a good deal. Then our next level is the Raptor Club member uh, level. And if you're a Raptor Club, uh, when you, if you join the Raptor Club, we send you a cool rapl- Raptor Claw replica, which is, um, which is super cool. We send that to you as a gift. And you get two lessons each month, not just one. You get two lessons a month. And that's $5 a month to join. And then there's the Ultimate Club, which is the Tyrannosaurus Club. That's $10 a month. And with that, you, of course, get two lessons. You get a raptor claw and a T-Rex tooth replica. Uh, You get uh, 15% off of anything you buy on the website. So there's some really cool stuff. And you get some new, uh, you get the information going on first. Like all of the uh, Patreon Club members have known about the museum for a month. They got first notice. They were the first ones to be told of it. So that's kind of the cool part about that. So I hope you will consider joining the Patreon Club. Now, let's jump in and let me see some of the messages that were sent to me. Let's start with uh, Fionn. Uh, Fionn is a huge fan and loves podcasts. Well, hey, hey, Fionn, here's your shout out. Here's your shout out. Um, And so he sent a couple of questions. Let's see. Are there any dinosaurs that we don't know the name of? Well, yeah, when there's a new species that has been discovered, scientists have to do certain things to make sure before they can give it a name. They have to prove that it is actually a new dinosaur, not one somebody has found somewhere else. They have to uh, they have to study it. They have to talk about how big it was, what they think it was, what it ate. They have to describe it. That's what it's called, describing it. And so. Um, uh, you, um, uh, you have to, you have to write all these papers. So yes, there are dinosaurs that don't have a name. Now there's also new ones that, um, 
uh, are being discovered all the time. So there's lots of unknown dinosaurs out there. And by the way, Fiona's turning uh, four years old on May 3rd. So let me tell you now, happy birthday. I would sing happy birthday, but as you can tell from my voice, my voice is kind of rough because I've been doing so many virtual lessons. So I'm not going to sing happy birthday because it would sound like this. Happy birthday. And that's actually pretty good. Happy birthday to you. Hey, that actually sounded brilliant. Right now, I suspect all of you are going, why, that's the most beautiful song I've ever heard in my life. That or you're screaming, turn it off, turn it off. This man is driving me crazy. So happy birthday to you. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was one question. Uh, let's see. Let me get to another one. Uh, are there any animals, uh, any dinosaurs that don't have rows of teeth? Well, there were some dinosaurs that didn't have teeth at all. Ornithomimus, Juthiomimus, uh, Ovaraptor, Conchoraptor. Uh, there's a bunch. There was a bunch that didn't have any teeth at all. They had more like a beak. And then there were some that have rows and rows and rows of teeth like the Hadrosaurs or the Ceratopsians. Those animals, those animals are absolutely crazy. And, uh, and they've got, they've got all different kinds of teeth. So yeah, there's actually a bunch of animals that have a variety of different teeth. And by the way, Fionn's father said, uh, were there ever any dinosaurs ever discovered in Ireland? Um, so I'm guessing dad that you are from Ireland. Is your family from Ireland? Because if it was, I just mentioned because of you, Ireland is number seven on my listener list. So I'm guessing with the name like Gallagher, you've got to be from Ireland, and that's where my mom's family comes from. So I don't think, I don't think there have been any dinosaurs found in Ireland. But it, let me explain why. Different parts of the world have different layers of dirt that are exposed at the surface. And what that means is that if you don't have the layer of bones where people can see that layer, then there's no way to know what bones are there. If that layer of dirt is five feet underground or if it's two inches under the ground, you can't see anything. You can't see through the dirt to see it. So, uh, Dad, I'm not sure if they have or not, but I would say that if they did, it's going to become my favorite dinosaur in the world. <laughs> All right, let's jump down and let's take a look here at... Um, uh, Gabe, here we go. Here we go. A good question from Gabe. Gabe wanted to, uh, uh, let's see, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Here it is. Uh, Gabe wants to know where was the asteroid, where did the asteroid hit and who found it? Now that's a question about the asteroid that ended the Mesozoic. Well, the asteroid hit in a place called the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. That's where it hit partially on land, partially in the water. And um, who found it? Well, there was a couple of geologists. Um, oh, my gosh, the names just escaped me. I can't believe it. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy for the rest of the day. There were some geologists, uh, uh, a man and his son. They were both geologists. They found within all around the earth this layer of a very rare mineral called iridium. And they said, where did this come from? Because this is this had to this had to show up on this planet all at the same time because it's a layer, a thin layer that's found everywhere. 
And they said there must have been an asteroid because iridium is something found on asteroids. And they said there must have been an asteroid that hit that put this layer of dust that floated when the asteroid hit. It threw all that dust up into the air and parts of the asteroid up into the air. And they floated down onto the planet and made a layer, kind of like a blanket. And they said there must have been, but they couldn't find where it happened. Well, one of our NASA space missions, they were using a new kind of camera to take pictures of the Earth. And that camera was able to show the asteroid, the, the crater, because most of it's under the water. But this camera could see through the water and they could see this gigantic crater. And that's when they realized. But for the life of me, and it makes me sick, I cannot remember the name. That's terrible. But uh, Gabe, I can't remember, but I do know that it was down in uh, down in Mexico in the Yucatan Peninsula. Okay, uh, this one. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, this is from Kyrie and Lincoln. I uh, said... We know that the velociraptors in the Jurassic Park movies are not actually velociraptors, and we assume they were Utah raptors. However, we read that in reality, the Jurassic Park book that the movie was based on was written before they discovered Utah raptor, and that the velociraptors were actually based on Deinonychus, which the author had researched thoroughly. Apparently, both the author and later Spielberg used the name velociraptor because it sounded more intimidating than Deinonychus. Looking at the movie, would you think this is believable? And if so, how closely did they represent Deinonychus to what they looked like in reality? That's a great question, Mom. Thank you very much. Or or Mom or Dad, whoever sent this. Thank you very much. Okay. Excuse me. Number one, yes, you're correct. Utah Raptor had not, was not known when the book was written. They didn't, nobody knew there were big raptors like that. Next, Yes, he made the Velociraptors bigger in both the book and the movie because he didn't think they were very dangerous looking, being very small. And that was correct. So they used the size of Deinonychus, but they did not use the proper shape of Deinonychus. They took Velociraptor and simply made it bigger. Deinonychus does not have that long pointy snout. Deinonychus's skull is more rounded. So it would look very different. So they started off using Deinonychus for the size, but they always use um, uh, Velociraptor for the shape, if that makes sense. I hope that makes sense to you because that is the case. All right. Uh, and a Kara. One more. Kara says, hello, Dinosaur George. Um, I said, I love the podcast, which is great. Thank you very much. Um, and. My favorite two dinosaurs are Triceratops and Brachiosaurus, and I wanted to know which was more powerful. Thank you from Kara. Hi, Kara. Glad you're a member of the Patreon Club. Well, speak, I mean, um, uh, strength, power is going to be determined by muscles. And Brachiosaurus's muscles are so big, Brachiosaurus's leg is about the length of a Triceratops's whole body. So that means Brachiosaurus is going to be way more powerful. But if you shrank them down to the same size, who would be the more powerful? It would still be Brachiosaurus because Brachiosaurus's bones are thicker. They're more dense. And that means that it needed incredible strength to be able 
to uh, move that muscle, uh, that, that those heavy bones. So I believe Brachiosaurus would have been the strongest. All right, let me get, let my, bre- uh, my, my voice take a short little break. And when I come back, we're going to jump over to the Dinosaur George Kids page on Facebook. And we're going to find out who sent information there. Do you or someone you know like fossils, rocks and minerals? Our web store is filled with amazing crystals, geodes, real fossils and replica dinosaur claws, teeth and more. Our prices are affordable and we do not add excessive shipping fees. Go to dinosaurgeorge.com and order your items today. Right, my friends, I am over on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. If any of you would like to join that, it's completely free for everyone. It's a great place where you can contact me. So let's start with Anash, who wanted to share his Jurassic daycare setup. Now, this is cool. Uh, I, uh, Ayan sent a really cool picture where he has all these little dinosaurs and a great big robotic T-Rex, who is the teacher, the educator, and he's trying to get the little guys to take a nap. Uh, okay. Um, Ayanch, and I think I pronounced that correctly because the last time I said it perfectly, but this time I may not have. Ayanch, I better say that right. That is a great setup. You tell those little students that if they don't go to sleep, the educator is going to eat them for lunch. That'll get them going, buddy. Thank you for sending that. J.W. Thomas sent a great suggestion, and that is to do a podcast on Triceratops. Great suggestion, JW. I'm going to definitely do it. Now, here's another one. Hi, Dinosaur George. We are incredibly grateful you share your experience and love of dinosaurs with us as we carpool home. Hey, that's so so nice. My son James wanted to share the battle he set up where T-Rex and Titanoboa fight Triceratops, Stegosaurus, and Brachiosaurus. This is great. This is so cool. Well, first of all, uh, James, here's a shout out to you and everyone riding with you. Next, love your Titanoboa, love your T-Rex. Based on the size, James, I don't think I don't think your Triceratops, Stego, or Brachio are going to have much of a chance against the two that you have against them. I love this, and I absolutely love this scene, and that's a great picture. Thank you very much. Next, hey, Dinosaur George, my four-year-old Hunter, hi, Hunter, loves the podcast and my YouTube channel. Uh, She drew this T-Rex skull and wanted me to show you right away. Well, mom or dad, whoever was nice enough to post this, thank you. That is great. Hunter, I love, love, love your T-Rex and your absolute beautiful smile. Uh, Between the two, I would say you are a little cuter than a T-Rex. That is a great drawing, and thank you for sending it to me. I love it. It was absolutely beautiful. Okay, here's one from Willow, who just turned five. Hi, Willow. Um, Willow said, for my birthday, I went to the Houston Museum of Natural Science. I love that museum, by the way, Willow. I saw Victor and Big Al. I took this picture for you since Allosaurus is, is your favorite. I live in Mason, and the librarian said that you're visiting this summer. I can't wait to meet you. Um, why is the third largest T-Rex still unnamed? Okay, Willow, first of all, cannot wait to meet you either. I can't wait to meet you. I'm glad you went to the museum. Thank you. Thank you for sending me 
uh, that Allosaurus because I do love it. And I love your picture standing next to that T-Rex. So why is the third largest T-Rex still unnamed? Well, like I had said earlier, scientists have to describe, they have to describe, they have to go through all these different steps to make sure that it's done right. So sometimes it takes a long time to do that, but it will ultimately get a name. All right. Uh, Kelly five from Melbourne, Australia has been loving your podcast and wanted to show you the craft project she did with her dad and sister river. Here are two dinosaur Rangers riding their baby Brachiosaurus and T-Rex. These are awesome. Oh, this is great. These are great. Kelly river. Thank you. And by the way, Australia, number four, top 10 list, number four. Here's my shout out to both of you. Those projects are great. Those are great. I love them. You guys need to go to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page and take a look at these because these are really cool. And dad, that is great. That is a great project. Congratulations to you all. All right, Ethan from London in the United Kingdom wanted to show you his giant dino battle. He loves your podcast. Well, Ethan, here is your shout out. United Kingdom, number three on the list of listeners. And this is a great battle. You've got all kinds of dinosaurs lined up. The fight's about to start. This is really cool. Ethan, thank you for sending me your giant battle. And that is a giant battle. Wow. Wow, you have got a bunch of dinosaurs lined up, and that is cool. All right. Hi, Dinosaur George. This is Nico. Nico, how are you doing? Nico's been working on dinosaur origami. He loves your podcast and was very excited, is very excited about his first lesson, which was that night. Nico, I hope you enjoyed your lesson on prehistoric uh, insects. Nico is a Patreon club member, and I'm glad you made it. And those origami are great. Those are really, really good. I like those a lot. Those are great. Love that smile, by the way. Nothing is better than a kid that loves dinosaurs. That's a great smile. Okay, next. Hi, Dinosaur George. My name is Kelly, and I'm five years old, and I live in Melbourne, Australia. Once again, a member from Australia. I drew a T-Rex, a Triceratops, a Brachiosaurus, and a Carnotaurus for you. Well, Kelly, these are beautiful drawings. I love your Carnotaurus. I really love your Carnotaurus. That is so cool. Um, and Kelly wanted to know if T-Rexes eat T-Rexes. Yes, Kelly, they did. T-Rexes were a little naughty. They would eat their own family. Maybe not their mom and dad and brothers and sisters, but any other T-Rex. Yes, T-Rexes didn't like other T-Rexes. But I'll tell you what they would like. They would like these incredible drawings you made because I absolutely love them. These things are great. Thank you for sending me those pictures. Those are great. Next, just wanted to share our four-year-old, who was three at the time, trip to Dinosaur World and Dinosaur State Park in Glen Rose, Texas. He loves dinosaurs in your podcast and listens to it every day to and from school. Well, well, that is so cool. I love, I absolutely love Dinosaur World and Dinosaur State Park. And I hope, uh, Tim and Lisa, that your little one enjoyed it. Happy birthday, by the way, because you definitely changed from three to four. So I don't know when your birthday was, but whenever it was, that is so cool. And just looking at these pictures, what a great family. What a great family. These pictures are great. And I really, really love 
the picture of of you guys with that T Rex. And by the way, quiet. Okay, I'm listening to the video quiet. right now. Dad is up filming. Oh, sneak up on it. He's sneaking up on a Stegosaurus. And he just saw it, and that was absolutely awesome. What a great video, you guys. Thank you for sending that to me, and here's a shout-out to your entire family. All right, uh, next. Hi, Dinosaur George. This is Declan, and he loves dinosaurs. He drew this chalk dinosaur for you. He loves your podcast and listens every day. Declan is six years old, and we live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Well, what a great dinosaur you drew with your chalk. Declan, very proud of you. Or you may pronounce it to clan. I've, I've met two different people named Declan, and one pronounces it Declan, one pronounces it Declan. However you pronounce it, I want to make sure I get it right. Well, for a six-year-old, you are an excellent artist, and Charlotte, North Carolina is a beautiful city. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Here's your shout-out. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay, next. Hi, my son Alex is six years old from Old Bridge, New Jersey. He loves your podcast and would like to learn more about Ankylosaurus and Minmi. Well, Alex, shout out to you. Thank you for taking the time to write to me. I've never been to Old Bridge, New Jersey, but I bet it's beautiful because you live there, so it has to be nice. Ankylosaurus and Minmi are both great, and I have to do an Ankylosaur podcast. I have to do one. I love ankylosaurs. I can't believe I haven't done one yet. So I will be doing an ankylosaurus podcast soon. And I, I think I tell you who I'm going to probably start with, Alex. I'm probably going to do the first one on one called Gastonia. One of my very good friends, um, uh, Zach, suggested Gastonia. It's a great suggestion. I'm going to start with him. In fact, I'll make Gastonia my next one, but I'm going to do Ankylosaurus, I promise you, buddy. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being part of the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Next, hi, Dinosaur George. I just joined your Facebook group, and I drew this red T-Rex to share with everyone. I love listening to your podcast. This is from Heidi, five years old. Heidi, here's your shout out. Thank you for joining the Facebook group. I'm glad to have you and your family with us. And that is a great T-Rex. And I love that you gave it blue eyes. Red is one of my favorite colors. Blue is my all-time favorite color. So you used my two favorite colors to draw this awesome T-Rex. I love it. It's great. Ooh, look at those big teeth. This was great. Thank you for drawing this. Mom or dad, thank you for posting it. We love to see everyone's drawings. So, Heidi, here's your shout-out. Thank you. Next, uh, Darko wanted to show you the dinosaur treehouse we built together today. Wow. Wow. He helped with the hammering and the gluing and arranged most of the bigger dinosaurs. Samaya so had fun arranging. That's a sister. Had fun arranging the fighting scene on the swing and helped the velociraptors on the swinging ladder. You guys got to see this. This is absolutely amazing. They built a dinosaur treehouse and and filled it with dinosaurs. It's got steps, it's got a ladder, it's got railings. This is great. Great, great. There's a shout out to both of you and for mom or dad for helping. Thank you guys so much. Dad, I think it was you that, that helped build it. This is great. Whoever built it, it doesn't matter. It is beautiful. Thank you. And I love the way 
You set the dinosaurs on it. That is incredible. Nice job, you guys. Okay, next. Hi, Dinosaur George. My name is Macy, and I am from England. I also have autism and love dinosaurs. I am 17, and I love your podcast so much. My autism superpower, because anyone with autism has a superpower, by the way. My autism superpower is dinosaurs, rocks, and minerals, space, and art. I was doodling and came up with this dinosaur. Thank you so much for teaching me more about dinosaurs as a kid at a kid-friendly level, as I can't be bombarded too, with too much information at once. And thank you for making it so fun to learn. Well, Macy, first of all, welcome to my group. In the in, from England, you are in the top, you are the number three country for listening to my podcast, and that's because of people like you, Macy. And I love that you have you that you've recognized your superpowers, and that it's dinosaurs, rocks and minerals, space and art. Now you drew this really cool dinosaur. I absolutely love it. I love it. Now. You drew this based around Allosaurus, but then you added some cool features. We've got to come up with a name. We have to come up with a name for this dinosaur. Now, you're never supposed to name a dinosaur after yourself if you discovered it, but I believe this one justifies it. I think we should call this Macysaurus. I think Macysaurus is a great name for this dinosaur. I am officially naming it Macysaurus. In honor of its discoverer, Macy. Thank you for being part of the Dinosaur George Kids. And thank you for your kind message. That was very kind of you. And I hope you enjoyed it very much. That's very, very kind of me, of you. Okay, let's see. Let's keep going. Uh, Cadence wanted to show you the Allosaurus skull in the museum at Prairie Fire. Well, Cadence, this is great. Love your picture. Love your mask, by the way, with those cool dinosaur teeth. Oh, this is great. And thank you for taking a picture. That Allosaurus is beautiful. That's a beautiful skull. And I like it very, very much. That is beautiful. Thank you. I've never been to the museum at Prairie Fire, but I'm going to have to go someday. So thank you, Cadence, for sending that. That was absolutely great. That was great. Okay, let's keep going. Theo, age eight from Richmond, Virginia, wanted to show you his T-shirt and mask he got for his birthday, along with a couple of his favorite toys. Well, Theo, this is great. I used to go to Richmond, Virginia every four weeks in an old job, and I loved it. I loved it. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. So, now, Theo, you look exactly like a raptor. Is that really your head? Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, it's a mask. I'm sorry. I thought Theo was an actual dinosaur. I was getting ready to scream and run away. But now I get to stay. That is beautiful. You have a beautiful pterosaur. You have a Carnotaurus. And you have a shirt that says future paleontologist because that is exactly what you are. Theo, here's a shout out for you. Here's a birthday shout out for you. Happy birthday. Wait, I'm supposed to sing it different. Happy birthday. Wasn't that beautiful? I didn't even finish the song because it was so beautiful. It was making me cry hearing my beautiful voice. Okay, it was horrible, but happy birthday to you, Theo, and those things are absolutely cool. All right, my little buddy, Avi. Avi really wanted me to post this picture. This is his mom, Sheree, who works with me. Avi really wanted me to post this picture of his pterodactyloid for you after hearing your latest podcast. 
Thank you for the shout-out. He was thrilled. I'm glad of you. Get another shout-out. What do you think of that? Now, this one is has a very short tail. It also had a cool shape on its head. It must be one of the few that has teeth. And you are correct. Very good. In the podcast, Avi listened and recognized that there are two different kinds, the rhamphorhynchoids and the pterodactyloids. Because of all of the features on this toy that he has, he recognized that this one was a pterodactyloid, but it had teeth, which is very rare. Very good, Avi. Very proud of you. You are going to be a great scientist. Avi, we need to find out when your mom can bring you over to the museum to get a sneak preview. I don't want you to come yet because we haven't started putting skulls in. But once we do, we'll figure out a time when mom can bring you out and we can go through and you can get an advanced look since you are a Patreon member. All right. And then also, this is great, by the way. <laughs> this is absolutely great. Um, <laughs> Shri also posted a picture of her daughter's best friend who is wearing a dinosaur shirt and a dinosaur mask. That... <laughs> His name is Dimitri, and I just wanted to say, Dimitri, you probably you look like you're probably 22 years old. I, I'm guessing, but anyway, I think this is absolutely great, and I love the shirt, and I super love the mask, and I'm so glad, Shri, that you that you posted this. This is brilliant. Dinosaur fans come in every age, and this one is great. And now, ah, oh, Zali and Daisy have been modeling dinosaurs, and they wanted to share them with you. These are great. They are made of clay. Now, Zali and Daisy, I have not seen you guys on the Patreon Club meetings, and I've got to figure out what time, because before you guys were able to make it, I've got to figure out what days we used to do them when it was easier for you. I know we've been doing them on Saturday nights, which may not be convenient for you guys. I need to find out when, because I'd love to see you both again. I miss seeing you guys on our Patreon meetings. So, they wrote, and these are great. They did a Liplorodon, Dimetrodon, and Kylosaurus. Uh, who else? Uh, that's the Dimetrodon. These are great. These are really, really great. And I can't read who that little guy is, but he looks so cool. Who? who let me see if I can click on. Oh, it's a trilobite. Oh, how brilliant is that? How brilliant is that? You made a trilobite. They made these, I guess, out of clay. These are beautiful. Thank you both. I miss you both. We've got to figure out how to when to do my next me or meeting where I can see both of you again. Thank you and say hey to mom for you and all of your animals out there on your crazy wildlife refuge. All right, let's keep going. That was really good. That's those are really great. I love them a lot. Okay, hey dinosaur George Sawyer, age six, and Grady, age four. Really wanted to show you the scene of dinosaurs they were playing with this morning. We love listening to your podcast. Well, Sawyer, Grady. Here's your shout out. Thank you for listening. And this is great. These are really, this is a great scene. You have plants. You have all the plant eaters gathered around eating plants. You have all kinds of dinosaurs. Oh, you have Carnotaurus. I see him. He's kind of breaking up the party. And it looks like Carnotaurus has somebody in his mouth. Oh, wow. I love this scene. You guys did a great job. Great job, and thank you for listening to my podcast, and thank you for taking the time, Mom or Dad, to send the pictures, which is so cool. Next, a message from my best buddy, Emilio Raptor. Emilio Raptor is one of my Patreon club members, and he is one of my very best friends, and Emilio works for me. 
says, hi, Dinosaur George, on your next podcast, can you please tell me how you pronounce this creature's name? It's a book he checked out from the library. First of all, proud of you for checking out books on the from the library. I'm very proud of you, Emilio. Second of all, this animal's name is Dodicarus. You can pronounce it differently if you like, but it's Dodicarus is its name. It is an animal that lived during the Ice Age. It's from South America. It had a shell on its back and a club on its tail. I'm so glad you checked out this book. This is a great book. Emilio Raptor, I'm so proud of you. Nice work. Say hey to mom and dad and your sister for me, please. And especially your grandparents on both sides. All right. Very, very cool. All right. Let's keep going. Landry created a dinosaur and named it Dragomimus. I like this a lot. It's got a spine on our sail on its back. It's got horns. It's got spikes on its tail. It is so cool. Landry, this is beautiful. Thank you for drawing it. I absolutely love it. Next, Shay turned three years old today and wanted a T-Rex birthday. Well, Seamus, I'm so glad. He also got four new dinosaurs, another T-Rex, because T-Rex is his favorite, a pterosaur, a mosasaur, and a stigmolic. He wanted to ask if Dinosaur George might consider doing a podcast about stigmolic someday, Chase says you can learn more about that dinosaur. Well, I happen to love that dinosaur. And Seamus, I will be glad to do it. I will be glad. As a matter of fact, hey, wait a minute. Let me look at something real quick. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait for it. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Wait till the end of this podcast because it's going to be crazy cool. All right. Very good. Love that, by the way. And yes, I will try to do Stigimalak. All right. Uh, Felix drew a picture of Dinosaur George riding an Apodicus eaten by a Utah Raptor. Felix, you rotten kid. Why am I being eaten by a Utah Raptor? You, I cannot believe you did that to me. Okay, that looks really good. Hey, how come you didn't give me more hair, by the way, kid? I have very long hair. Okay, fine. I don't have hair at all. But thank you for giving me a little. Felix, that is a beautiful drawing, but you rotten kid. Why did you make a Utah Raptor eat me? You are hilarious. Here's your shout outs, Felix. Thank you for doing that, buddy. That was great. (laughs) Okay. And also Emilio Raptor also sent me a message and wanted to know if there were prehistoric hippos. There were. There were prehistoric hippopotamuses that were bigger than hippos today, and they had a much wider range. They lived in a variety of different places. I believe we had them here in Texas. I know they were in Florida, which is weird because you'd never think a hippo lived any place other than Africa. But yes, they did. All right. Uh, next, Scotty, age six, sent a Brachiosaurus eating a feast, having a feast on leaves. Loves the show and really wanted to make a picture for your Facebook page. Well, Scotty, I love, love, love your Brachiosaurus. I like the colors you use. And that thing is really going to have a lot to eat. Love it. Great drawing. Here's your shout out, Scotty. Very, very nice. All right. Hi, Dinosaur George. Thank you for the shout out during the Carnotaurus episode. We were stuck in traffic when we heard it and our, our entire family exploded in excitement. Also, Zachary was trying to play it cool. Well, that's what dinosaur hunters do. We play it cool, baby. We play it cool. <laughs> I am so glad that you and your family liked your shout out, and I'm glad that it came as a surprise. So here's a picture 
of Stacker the Carnotaurus. I like that name. Zachary said Stacker's horns are huge. Feet are what make him unique. And uh, and his huge feet. I'm sorry. Stachosaurus, uh, Stacker's horns and huge feet are what make him unique. We love your show. We're fans from Sydney, Australia. Well, because of you, because of you and other people in Australia, Australia is number four on the list of our top listening countries. And this is great. And I love the name Stacker. I think that's really cool for this, this thing. And this is great. And so I hope you are never stuck in traffic again. But if you are right now, here's your shout out to make it better while you wait for traffic to get moving. Thank you for taking the time to write to me. And I love that. All right. Hello, Dinosaur George. My name is Ayanch. Uh, we love your podcast on Dimetrodon and wanted to send you a picture of Spinosaurus and T-Rex fighting. Although they are two separate pictures, they are meant to be fighting. Well, this is great, Ayanch. This is great. I love both of these dinosaurs. You did great with their teeth. I love, I love the spiky backs, which make them look cool. This is great. And what a fight this is. And I'm glad you liked the Dimetrodon uh, lesson. I'm glad that you liked that. And this is a great image. So here's your shout out, my friend. These look great. All right. Uh, let's see. Hey, DG. Hey, Lauren. Uh, Sean Jones would like to know if Yaverlandia had a hooked claw similar to the Dromaeosaurus family. Are they a different family? What makes them different from Dromaeosaurus? Well, Sean, first of all, this is a tough, tough question. Because I think Yaverlandia did have the hooked claw. I think, I think it's a member of the Dromaeosaur family. I don't know. Sean, you caught me off guard, buddy. I don't know if it is or not. Wow, what a tough question. I, I don't know. But this, this, it's a brilliant question, and I wish I knew the answer to it, but it's a great question. Anyway, I'll, I'll try to figure it out, and the next time I see you, I'll let you know. Good question. All right. Let's see. Hey, guys, is there a place where we can send creature feature suggestions now? Is the latest po- It's I heard it. You can send it. Okay. You can send. This is for Amanda Jean. You can send your creature features right to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page where you are right now. You can send them anytime you want. And uh, you can send them to me here. And I hope you do because I love your suggestions. That's a good. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, okay, let me keep going. So anyway, yeah, you can send them right here. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Ruben wants to show you his who would win picture. Carnotaurus versus Amargosaurus. Ruben, this is great. This is great. And you also wrote facts and you wrote your opinions and you decided, I love this. I love it. And I love the tiny arms of Carnotaurus. I like the long legs and the horns. These are great. So to uh, Ruben over in the United Kingdom, over in London. Here's your shout out and thank you for sending that. That was great. All right. My little buddy Fasuki drew the pterodactyl um, and uh, drew a pterodactyl because he listened to the pterodactyl podcast. I am so glad, little buddy, that you do that. I love these. Hey, wait a minute. Wait one minute. You stinking kid. You drew a picture of me in the mouth of a pterodactyl. You, you naughty little kid. I didn't see that until right now. You, oh, I'm going to get you. 
And you also wrote, help, I'm Dinosaur George. So I'm so you had to tell everybody in the world that a pterodactyl ate me. You little stinker. I'm going to get you, kid. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elias, age five. Hi, I wanted to show you what's happening in this picture I drew. Oh, I love this picture. This is great. It's T-Rex versus Dinosaur George. You little stinker. Elias, you naughty little kid. You drew a picture of me fighting a T-Rex. It is attacking me. Why am I getting eaten? What kind of kids are you? This is hilarious. I love it, Elias. You little stinker. This is great. Thank you, buddy. That is so cool. Okay. Uh, Ooh, this is great. Everett and Scarlett sent me more dinosaur action pictures. The second to the last picture is the after the asteroid struck and max extinction began. The final picture is our pterosaur, Dimorphodon. Fun fact, T-Rex belonged to me when I was a cu- Okay, that is so cool. Uh, Catherine, either you or your husband, whoever wrote to this, you gave your child a T-Rex that you had as a child. What a great thing to do. Everett, Scarlett, these are great. I love I love the explosion one, and I really like that dimorphodon. These are great. Thank you very much. Okay, and then <laughs> Scarlett sent a picture where she's trying to convert her dimetrodon into a herbivore by feeding it apples for breakfast. Well, you know what? Nothing wrong with an herbivore, I mean a carnivore, turning into an herbivore to have an apple. But really, I think your carnivore was trying to eat the apple to get to the worm inside. All right. Anderson wrote uh, Dinosaur George episode for his first class assignment, first grade, and asked to share it. Uh, Page one is the feature creature, which is Sarcosuchus. Page two was the questions and answers. Page three was who would win. And sorry, George, he got you in there. And of course, the end. Okay. You threw, you got me in. Why did you put me in the who would win segment? Anderson, this is great. Thank you. That is great. All right, Spencer sends his T-Rex and Carnotaurus face-off. Love this. Love this a lot. They listen from Oak Creek, Wisconsin. Thank you very much, you guys. Spencer, I love it. That's so cool. And then Utred, my little buddy Utred, um, grabbed his three pterodactyl friends and set them up for the assignment, which I gave everybody. And he recognized the difference between the two. This is so great. This is absolutely great. I am so proud of you. I am. That is absolutely great. What an amazing job you did. All right. Uh, let me see. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention this. Uh, Jack, who's age 10 from Durban, South Africa, by the way, South Africa, number nine in the top 10, created a video. You've got to go look at this. It is absolutely amazing. Created a video with Carnotaurus. This is just simply the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. That that is great. That is absolutely great, Jack. Very proud of you. Very good. Uh, Let's see. Hennessy sent some incredible, wow, Hennessy, beautiful drawings. Those are beautiful. Owen, who lives in Vancouver, sent a really cool Spinosaurus and two Sukumimuses. Those are beautiful. 
Phoenix, age seven, drew two pictures. These are real. These are great pictures as well. And then, by the way, Emilio Raptor sent a really cool picture, and this is actually very cool. It is a very cool picture of a fight. These are great. I love these, you guys. These are so cool. These are absolutely great. And let's see. Uh, Joel posted his Carnotaurus out in the wild, which I love. Lucas drew a Quetzalcoatlus and Carnotaurus. Oh, these are absolutely great. Kai sent a great Carnotaurus and a very, very nice uh, letter. You guys are so great. These are absolutely great. These are great. All right. Those are some of the comments sent through the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page. When we come back, we are going to do our feature creature. Hey, kids. You can have a private virtual lesson with Dinosaur George. Have him speak at your birthday party or have a lesson just for you. Lessons last 45 minutes and are available to all countries and time zones. Visit our store at DinosaurGeorge.com and order your own private lesson today. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. It is a dinosaur that is very often name is mispronounced. Its name is Giganotosaurus, or you could pronounce it Giganotosaurus. But here is the confusion. When you look at the name, you think it says Gigantosaurus. And so did a lot of people in the media. That means from the radio, newspaper, and television. They mispronounced it. They called it Gigantosaurus. There is a dinosaur named Gigantosaurus. But it is a sauropod. It is a long-necked dinosaur. It was named Gigantosaurus a long time ago. This dinosaur, the feature creature today, is a dinosaur called Giganotosaurus. It is a carnivore, a theropod. Giganotosaurus is an amazing dinosaur. Now, its name in English means giant southern lizard or giant southern reptile. And it gets that name because it was discovered in the southern part of Argentina. So it's a big dinosaur. It's, it's estimated to be between 12 and 13 meters. That's like 39 to 43 feet long. It weighed anywhere between four and eight to 10 tons. It, of course, was found in Argentina and it lived during the late Cretaceous between 98 and 97 million years ago. It's a biped, which means it walks on two legs. It is a carnivore, which means it eats meat. And this could be a dinosaur, a carnivore that was bigger than T-Rex. Now, a lot of people say it is, but there's a lot of debate about that. Let me explain something that happens in paleontology. It, it's frustrating, but it happens. Sometimes when discoveries are made, people want their discovery to be something super amazing. And sometimes by estimating the size to be bigger than T-Rex, 
it gets that dinosaur a lot of attention. Now, I'm not saying that the people that came up with the original estimate did that. But what I am saying is sometimes the media will add and say uh, it's bigger than T-Rex because it makes headlines. So they go out and they start saying it's bigger than Tyrannosaurus Rex. It may not have been. It may not have been bigger than T-Rex. We don't really know how big this dinosaur grew, and we don't really know how big T-Rexes grew. Just because we find a big T-Rex doesn't mean that's as big as it gets. But I will say this, regardless of who is bigger, I don't believe carnivores would be able to get much bigger than this because after a while, it would be difficult to eat enough to keep your massive body full. Carnivores don't always win every time they go hunt. They miss a lot of the time. So in the case of Giganotosaurus, no matter how big it is, it's big no matter what. It's a big dinosaur. But here's the thing that makes Carnotaur I mean, I'm sorry, Giganotosaurus a little bit different from other carnivores, and that is how fast scientists believe it was. Scientists believe that this dinosaur may have been able to run 50 kilometers per hour. That's 31 miles an hour. Now, that doesn't sound fast, but I'm telling you something. That is fast for a big animal. That's way faster than any human could ever run. That's a very fast thing. So why would it need speed? Well, that's suggested. That's a suggestion that it's not an ambush hunter, that it is ch it will chase you down. I believe Tyrannosaurus is an ambush hunter. That or maybe Tyrannosaurus is hunted in groups, and that allowed they didn't have to be as super fast as this. T-Rexes were still pretty fast compared to this. I think T-Rexes might have been able to run 25, 26 miles an hour, but they probably couldn't run for a long time. They, they just couldn't do it. But whatever the case, Giganotosaurus is certainly one of the fastest of the big, big carnivores. And it suggests to me that if you're fast, then you're using that, and you're using that because you're chasing down prey. Giganotosaurus has very thin teeth. They're super sharp. They're super sharp teeth. They're very blade-like. So Giganotosaurus, uh, in my opinion, would have been a rush in, take a big bite, and then step back. Carnivores are not the kind of animals that are going to stay and fight other than raptors. I think raptors rush in, slash and dash, and jump off, and then come back over and over and over. But all carnivores have got to be careful when they're hunting. There's a lot of things that can happen to a carnivore. Carnivores are not indestructible. Carnivores miss more times than they catch their prey. If a carnivore killed every time it attacked something, there would not be any prey left. Carnivores lived a very difficult life. Giganotosaurus, although it's big, would have had to be very, very careful, very careful about what it ate and how it attacked. So it has arms that are kind of long with relatively sharp claws. He could have used those. But I believe Giganotosaurus is rushing in, taking a big bite, and then stepping back and letting the animal either die from shock or from blood loss because that is a safer way to be able to hunt. And maybe it's long legs. Maybe they weren't meant for running Maybe what they were meant for is he attacks, it bites, and then it follows the prey for a long time. Those long legs allowed it to cover a long distance as it walked. It could take very long steps, which means even when it's walking, 
it's moving at a relatively fast pace. So maybe it's not chasing down prey. Maybe it is an ambush hunter. Maybe those long legs are simply made for walking as it follows the prey that it bit. I can see it rushing out. Say a, a, a herd of sauropods walk by and there's a baby. Giganotosaurus runs in between the big ones and takes a bite and runs out before the big ones can react. And then it follows the herd. And, you know, it sounds terrible when you say that because it sounds a very sad thing, but it's not sad. It's not sad at all. It's that's the way nature works. Carnivores attack. So they're not mean. They don't love killing. That's not a feature animals have. At least dinosaurs didn't have that, I don't think. I think they hunted because they had to. But when they did, they used every weapon available and even the feet. They could have used their feet. Giganotosaurus could have used its foot to slash and cut. Not like a raptor, but those claws are big. So Giganotosaurus may very well be a bigger dinosaur than Tyrannosaurus rex. But it lived long before Tyrannosaurus rex. It never saw T-Rex. It lived in South America. T-Rex lived in North America. Even if they were able to see each other, they wouldn't. Because Giganotosaurus, I believe, lived long before Tyrannosaurus rex appeared. Why Giganotosaurus was so big probably had to do with the food, the available food source. Your size is determined by your food. And what I mean by that is Brachiosaurus was giant because its food was way up in a tree and it had to be tall enough to reach it. Giganotosaurus was big because it had to be because the food it was hunting was big. You can kind of guess what the environment was like by looking at an animal. Now, it doesn't mean that everything was giant because there were small dinosaurs living with Giganotosaurus. So there was all kinds, all kinds of animals living around Giganotosaurus. But all I can tell you is you better be careful if you happen to live around Giganotosaurus. So that's it. It is not Gigantosaurus. It is Giganotosaurus. And if you have a book, and it's, and it's spelled Gigantosaurus, then you need to circle that word and say, this is wrong. I don't mean take a pin and mark up your book, but I mean in your mind, make sure. Because see, if it was Gigantosaurus, then its name would be spelled G-I-G-A-N-T-O-T-O-S-U-R-S. But it's Giganotosaurus. And the word not is in its name, Jiga not osaurus. The word not means not gigantosaurus. Does that make sense? <laughs> so it's giganotosaurus, not gigantosaurus. It is huge and it is massive. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a who would win. I'm not going to do Ask Dinosaur George segment for this one, although I have a full page of them, but I spent a lot of time doing the, uh, uh, doing uh, the, um, uh, uh, Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. So I'm going to do, I'm not going to do the, the Ask DGs in this one, but I'll do it in the next one. By the way, I want you all, if you're not members, I want you to, to go to Facebook and join the Dinosaur George Kids group page, not the Dinosaur George page. You can join that page as well, but that page is used for other stuff. Dinosaur George Kids page is where you post your pictures. Uh, and when you go, here is your next project. Here is your next project. 
Giganotosaurus is a meat eater. Gigantosaurus is a long neck plant eater. Here's your project. I want you to try to draw a Giganotosaurus and a Gigantosaurus facing off. A long neck versus a meat eater. That's what I want you. That's your project. I want you to draw me a picture. Or if you have toys, they don't have to be a Giganotosaurus and a and a Gigantosaurus toy. It could be any toys you want. But I want you to do a carnivore versus a long neck. That's why I either want you to draw it or f- go through your toys and put them together. But I want to see your your meat eater versus a long neck. That's your project. And you can have a group of meat eaters, a group of long necks. It doesn't matter. But that is your project for this one. Draw me a picture or take a picture of your toys and post them on that page. All right. Let me take a short break. And when I come back, we are going to do the who would win. Become a member of the Dinosaur George Patreon Club and join the fun. We offer different club levels, each with their own set of benefits. Private lessons, new discoveries, behind-the-scene access, and much more are all part of being a club member. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com and sign up today. Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops. You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, my friends. Step in the ring and prepare yourself, because here we go. This first one is from Declan. Hi, Dinosaur George. I was talking with my dad, and we were ha- we had a discussion about who would win between a Komodo dragon and a crocodile. I know they aren't prehistoric, but we would love to know who you think would win. Well, in the who would win segment, it can really be any animals. It doesn't have to be prehistoric. It can be any animals. So with your Komodo dragon, we could use Megalania. And with your crocodile, we could use Dinosuchus. But let's focus on yours, the Komodo dragon and the crocodile. Well, crocodile obviously has an advantage in that its body is armored. And the Komodo dragon's only real weapon for killing are its, is its teeth, its bite. Now, they have what is called a septic bite, which means their mouth is filled with bacteria and a little venom. When they bite, the venom attacks your uh, internal defenses and then the bacteria can attack your system. That's why a Komodo just has to bite you and then step back. And like I was talking about Giganotosaurus, it would follow you and it would wait till you die. But crocodiles have a secret weapon, two things. One, they have an incredibly powerful immune system. That means I don't think that venom and those bacteria would really cause a crocodile much damage. Komodo dragon's skin is tough, but it's not armored like a crocodile. So I believe, even if the fight was on land, I believe, Declan, that the crocodile is going to be the victor if it's an evenly matched size. 
The Komodo only has the bite, but that crocodile's bite force is considerably stronger. The Komodo could try to bite the crocodile, but if that crocodile ever gets his mouth on that Komodo, that's when it's over. He would rip him to shreds. I believe the crocodile is going to win, but that is a great one. And and I'm glad, by the way, Declan, let me say how proud I am of your dad that you are and your dad are sitting there talking about these things. I'm proud of dad for doing that. That's what a dad is. That's what a father does. Good on you, Mr. Declan. I know that's not your name, but I just said that. All right, Gabe. And by the way, all of these questions, of course, are from my Patreon T-Rex members. If you would like to submit a who would win, you have to be a member of the Patreon club, the T-Rex group, to be able to do it. Gabe sends one in, says who would win, Baryonyx versus Irritator. This is an even match. This is an even match. Gabe, you have given a tough one because both of these dinosaurs are pretty close to the same size. They both look very similar. They both have the same weapons. Wow. They both have a great big thumb claw. They both have teeth. They both have, wow, who would win in this one? You know, the the one that's going to win is the one that doesn't get knocked down. I think they're going to face off. I think they're going to turn sideways and look at each other and they're going to try to use their tails to knock the other guy down with a slap of the tail. They're going to rush in and swing those claws with those big and maybe hope to hook their big thumb claw in and cut a big gash. But because they're so evenly matched, Gabe, I I, literally, I would flip a coin. I'm going to flip a coin. I have a coin right here with me. I'm going to flip it. Heads, it's Baryonyx. Tails, it's Irritator. And... Heads, Baryonyx, great one, great one. This is great. Okay, Jasper B uh, says, Edmontonia versus Tyrannosaurus Rex. Love this one. Love this one a lot. Wow. This is great. Um, Man. Okay, Edmontonia definitely had to deal with big carnivores. It had Albertosaurus, it had Displetosaurus, and it had Tyrannosaurus rex. The fact that we find any Edmontonia bones means that it was capable of dealing with these guys. It had the weapons. Edmontonia, if you don't know who that is, that is a, uh, uh, an ankylosaur from, uh, from Canada. Edmontonia is going to have those spikes that it has on its shoulders are going to be the perfect anti-Rex weapons. I believe Edmontonia is going to win this battle. I believe it's go- It's not going to do anything. It's just that at some point, Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to say, I can't keep wasting this energy. It's not doing me any good. I can't kill this guy. He's too well armored. I can't get close enough. In this particular case, he doesn't kill Tyrannosaurus Rex. It just simply T-Rex says, I throw in the towel I surrender. I'm getting out of the ring and I'm going to go because it's fighting Edmontonia. I'm going to go buy a cup of coffee and relax for the afternoon. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs) I'm going to go to Tim Hortons and I'm going to get a cup of coffee. All right. That was a shout out to everybody in Canada. (laughs) I'm going to go to Tim Hortons and I'm going to have a cup of coffee. So T-Rex walks into Tim Hortons. And the lady behind the register looks up and goes, uh, can I help you? 
And T-Rex says, yes, I would like a large coffee with cream and sugar, please. And oh, by the way, I would also like to eat everyone here in the restaurant. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hennessy, my little friend Hennessy. Styracosaurus versus Centrosaurus. Man, these are good. I like these because they're same species or same family. Centrosaurus has that big nose horn. Styracosaurus has that big nose horn. That thing would do tremendous damage. But the difference is Styracosaurus's nose horn is longer. Centrosaurus is bigger. Styracosaurus's nose horn is longer. I believe Styracosaurus was faster than Centrosaurus. I think, Hennessy, Styracosaurus's nose horn is going to give it the advantage it needs to be able to make a dangerous wound into poor Centrosaurus. I think Styracosaurus wins this particular battle. All right, Isaacy Pachycephalosaurus. What a great name. It's Isaac, but he names himself Isaacy Pachycephalosaurus. 90 Megaraptors. Versus a pack of 200 Utah Raptors. You would hear this battle from two miles away. This would be the craziest battle in the world. 200 Utah Raptors are more than enough to take on 90 Mega Raptors. Mega Raptors way bigger, but Utah Raptors weapons are way worse. And 200? You're never going to beat 200. So 90 Mega Raptors are going to be lunch for 200 Utah Raptors. The winner, Utah Raptor. All right, Dinosaur Gideon sends in Parasaurolophus versus Pladiosaurus. Nice. Now, Parasaurolophus's only weapon is going to be kicking or stomping with its foot or using its tail. Pladiosaurus, on the other hand, has big claws on its hands. Now, Parasaurolophus is bigger than Platyosaurus, but Platyosaurus could stand up on its back legs. And that means it could look like a bear. It could stand up on its back legs and use its arms to take swipes at Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus can only hit him with that tail. And he could certainly knock Platyosaurus down, but Platyosaurus could get right back up again, unless, of course, that tail strike is going to break the ribs and internal organs. I am going to give this fight to Platyosaurus solely because it has its giant claws. All right. Uh, Max sends in Utah Raptor versus Meganura. Meganura is a dragonfly, a supersized dragonfly that's super fast. We just learned about Meganura in our lesson. Our Patreon lesson was uh, prehistoric insects, and we learned about Meganura. Now, Meganura... Utah Raptor is never going to catch this, this giant dragonfly. It's just not going to happen. The only way Meganura is going to, to, to win, Meganura zooms in and starts bothering Utah Raptor. Utah Raptor swings with its arms, but it doesn't have a long reach. It snaps with its mouth, but Meganura is simply too fast. Meganura hovers just out of reach, and it drives Utah Raptor crazy because it's bothering him. Utah Raptor runs and charges and snaps and jumps, and Meganura slowly keeps backing up and backing up and backing up until it gets to the edge of a cliff. Utah Raptor is so enraged at Meganura, it just continues to attack, and it doesn't realize with its next step, it's going to fall over a cliff. Meganura 
zips in one last time, but makes a mistake. It gets too close. Utah Raptor snaps its jaw shut on the Meganura, and Utah Raptor smiles and says, yeah, baby, I won. And then he realized he took one step too many and went over the cliff. The winner of this battle, the law of gravity. <laughs> Utah Raptor ate Meganura but fell over the cliff. There is no winner in your battle, Max. There are two losers, and that makes your match different from all the other ones. That was great. Okay, Shay would like to know, Pachycephalosaurus versus Stigimaluk. These two are relatives. I love this. Pachycephalosaurus has the size, the power. Stiggy certainly has those big spikes, but they're not going to do much good. I believe Pachycephalosaurus, if he lowers his head and rams him, He's going to knock. He's going to knock poor um, uh, Stiggy to the ground. And then Packy is going to continue to just ram and ram and ram until he wins the fight and Stiggy Malik runs off. Stiggy, if it wasn't for being small, he could probably take on a Packy. But Packy cephalosauruses are just bigger than Stiggy Malik, and he just doesn't stand a chance. He could be he's faster, but... If he gets anywhere close, he's going to be knocked to the ground. And even if he is able to ram the Pachycephalosaurus, he may not be able to ram him with enough power to knock Pachy down. That's why I think Pachy would win. And finally, my buddy Noah says Meganura versus Pulmonoscorpius. Now, to let everybody know what these animals are, Meganura is the giant dragonfly. Pulmonoscorpius is a giant scorpion. Man. I don't think Pulmonoscorpius is ever going to be able to grab Meganura. No, I don't think he can get him. I think Meganura is simply too fast. So here's what Meganura does. He starts taunting the giant scorpion, leading the giant scorpion to the edge of a cliff where Meganura's brother was eaten by a Utah raptor. He leads him. The giant scorpion continues to snap and try to strike with that, with that deadly stinger on the tail. But Meganura is too fast. And Meganura leads him closer and closer to the edge of the cliff. And just as he gets to the edge of the cliff, the giant scorpion says, Dude, I listened to Dinosaur George's podcast. I heard what happened to the Utah Raptor. I'm not going to fall over a cliff. And he turns around and walks back to his house. And Meganura sits there and says, I look like such a fool. <laughs> In your fight, Noah, uh, there's nothing Mega, Meganura could do that could hurt or harm a Pulmonoscorpius. But if that giant scorpion gets those pinchers or that tail in him, game over. Game over. All right. One of the benefits of being a Patreon Tyrannosaurus member is your name could be chosen randomly for an interview. And that's exactly what we're going to hear next. An interview with a Tyrannosaur Patreon member. Would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. Become a 
Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus club member. So today's interview is with my little buddy Finnegan, who is a dinosaur expert. How old are you, Finnegan? You're five. Five five years old. That's very good. So you're five years old. And you have a little brother named Seamus, don't you? Yep. How old is Seamus? And she likes it in the last raptor office, his favorite. Oh, so he has a lot of favorites. Oh yeah. Well, when you're little, you can have as many favorites as you want. So your little brother likes T Rex and Velociraptor. Who is your favorite dinosaur of them all? Who is that? Triceratops Stegosaurus. You like Triceratops and Stegosaurus. That's very cool. Now, why do you like uh let's start with Stegosaurus? Why do you like Stegosaurus? What do you think why do you think he's kind of cool? Um, because it's strong like me. Nice. And what does it use for protection? Can you tell me? Tail spikes. Tail spikes. Good answer. How does it use them? Does it wiggle its tail? What does it do? Wiggle its tail. Nice. Exactly. So if a big meat eater tried to eat Stegosaurus, it would wiggle its tail and use its spikes. What are those things on its back called? Do you know? Uh, plates. Plates. And can you guess what they're for? Cooling off. Cooling off. Those are great answers. That's very good. How do you know so much about dinosaurs? Uh, well, my brother teaches me a lot. That's very good. I don't know that much. Oh, you know <laughs> um, more I, than you think. Uh, I'm kind of an expert Transformers. <laughs> oh, so you're a Transformer expert. Wow, what is your favorite Transformer? Uh, I have a lot, so it's, there might be one that I love that I don't even have yet. Oh, is that your way of giving your mom a hint? Uh, I think they're all my favorite. That is so cool. I like Transformers, too. Now, I didn't have Transformers when I was little. Uh, I had a Transformer. It was my little brother. I can dress him up like a chicken. I could dress him up like a skunk. Okay, I totally made that part up. I didn't dress up my little brother as a skunk. But he kind of smelled like a skunk sometimes. So, you like Transformers. You also like dinosaurs. Now, are you in school yet? Yes. Yeah, where do you go to school? Do you know? Uh, no. That's okay. So, what grade are you in? Uh, I don't know. You're in preschool. You're in pre. Oh, nice. You're in preschool. What is your favorite part about school? What do you like to do when you're in school? Uh, Cry because mommy's away. Well, everybody cries when mom's away. I still cry when my mom's away, and I'm probably a year or two older than you. But that's okay. You'll find later on, you'll probably enjoy school more as you get a little older, and it's perfectly okay to miss your mom. Moms are the best. Because they do everything. Your mom is like a perf- a personal maid. How great is that? I want to show Carnotaurus. Oh, you're going to go get- I'll go get your Carnotaurus so you can talk, okay? Uh-uh. All right. So, oh, you're t- talking about Carnotaurus. Did you hear the podcast we did about Carnotaurus? Yes. Did you learn anything new? Oh, now you're holding a Carnotaurus. Ooh, I like him. And I like that color. <laughs> 
And it just ate another dinosaur. What does Carnotaurus have on its head? Horns. Horns, that's right. And what do you think they were for? What do you think it did with those horns? Fight. Fight, that's a good answer. And it had sharp teeth. So what does Carnotaurus eat? Uh, Meat. Meat is correct. That's very good. When you look at an animal, we can guess what it eats by its teeth. Now, what about Carnotaurus's arm? Now, who is that? What's the one you were just holding up that was eating him? Is that? What is that dinosaur? Is that Allosaurus? Or? Uh, no. Oh, but it's another cool-looking dinosaur. I think yeah. he's, he's kind of cool. Have you got a dinosaur book? Velociraptors do not have feathers. Ah, you know what? Some scientists think they might. Some scientists think they don't. They might have them. Um, I will tell you this. They found the bones of a velociraptor, and on its arm, there was tiny little dots where they think feathers connected. So it, it couldn't fly. It didn't have feathers for flying. But why do you think any meat eater would want feathers? What could it do with feathers? Was it for flying or what? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe running faster. Maybe running faster? Sure, that's a good guess. Also, maybe staying warm? Because they couldn't go buy a coat in the winter, could they? Uh, no. Uh, they could run away from the snow, though. That's uh, true. But by wearing feathers, maybe that kept them warm? Maybe it gave them camouflage. Do you know what camouflage is? Invisible. <laughs> invisible. That's a good answer for camouflage. That's actually a very good answer for camouflage. I'm invisible. In- invisible. You just disappeared? Wait, I can still see you. I don't think your invisibility is working as good as you think. Now I can't see you. Now you're invisible. You pulled your shirt up over your face, which means I can't see you. I totally get that. What happened to that kid? Oh, there you are. Okay, you came back again. That's very good. Do you like other kinds of animals? Do you like animals like animals that are alive today, like elephants and lions? Do you like animals? Uh, one of my favorites is um, one of the uh, um, Shay's favorite is the great white shark. Nice. I don't really have, my only favorite animal is um, well, my only two favorites are Triceratops and uh, Stegosaurus. Those are my only favorite dinosaurs. Do you have a favorite animal? Uh, lion, T-Rex, and um, Stegosaurus, um, Allosaurus, Carnotaurus. That's all. Wow. Well, that's almost all of them. <laughs> that's every animal. I like how you put a lion and then you jumped into T-Rex and we ended up with dinosaurs again. You sound like me, kid. I like dinosaurs, too. So your favorite dinosaur, if you have to pick, is it Stegosaurus or Triceratops? Which is your favorite, favorite, favorite? Uh, both. You little stinker. You, you had to pick one and you picked both. Well, that's a good plan. So you like Triceratops? Now, why do you like Triceratops? Uh, no, both. Oh, why do you like both? Triceratops and Stegosaurus. They're different. They look different. How come you like both of those? Because they're both strong like me. Nice. Very, very good. They are very strong like you. You're absolutely right. What does Triceratops use for protection? I eat kettle corn. Okay, you're not supposed to eat kettle corn. You're supposed to answer my question. What kind of a kid sits there? Hey, have you got something to share with me? Uh, uh 
Here, my hand is out by my screen, my camera. Can you hand me some kettle corn, please? Are you trying to high five me? <laughs> a kid just high five me and whacked his own camera. Okay, well, you just high five me. That was very nice high five, but I didn't ask for that. I asked for kettle corn. Uh, this joint, so I can't give you kettle corn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know popcorn is my favorite food? What is your favorite food in the world? Uh, kettle corn juice and normal popcorn. You like kettle corn. Is that what your mom lets you have for breakfast every day? Yes. <laughs> well, what do you mean, yeah? Right now, your mom is going, okay, now listen. I do not feed this kid kettle corn for breakfast. But I think that's a perfectly good breakfast. Corn is a vegetable, right? Yes. Yeah, so you're eating your vegetables, right? Kettle corn? And it's one of my favorite foods, too. Oh, kid, I like you. I think this is a great, I think you're just like me. If you like Allosaurus, that means you and I are like blood brothers. <laughs> are you coughing on your kettle oh, yeah. corn? There you go. You want me to go get a different dinosaur? Go get another carnotaurus. I want carnotaurus. So you have to fight carnotaurus. You have two carnotauruses? No, a lot of carnotauruses. Nice. I like carnotaurus. My mom my mom's favorite is Mosasaurus and Carnotaurus. Oh nice. Well I like Mosasauruses too, but I really like Carnotaurus. Let's see, you've got have you got look how many dinosaurs you have. You have more dinosaurs than me, kid. Okay, for everybody listening, right now Finnegan has a gigantic basket filled with dinosaur toys, and he's going through them all, and he's trying to find one to fight his Carnotaurus. But he wants this fight to be fair, so he's digging through. Let's see, I just saw a green one fly by. I have no idea what that was. It may have been Chickenosaurus Rex. Let's see. Oh. Now, was that a baby Carnotaurus? What was that dinosaur? It's a normal Carnotaurus. Oh, it is. So you have a little Carnotaurus and a big one. Are you going to make them fight? Okay, what kind of a cheater, cheater fight is that? <laughs> okay, oh, num num apparently means he's yummy. eating him. Well, clearly there's a winner because one of them ate the other because you can only say num 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 when you're eating num, something. Num, num, num. So that's. Oh, they're yummy. <laughs> All right. I want to eat you. So, <laughs> so what else? What else do you like to do? I know you, know. Like, <laughs> I know you like dinosaurs, and I know you like transformers. What other things do you like to do? What kind of things do you like to do, Finnegan? Do you like to play outside? Do you like to watch? Yeah, TV? I love to play outside. I get, hey, uh, you are you can make homemade paint. The recipe is just uh, dirt and water. Really. Dirt and water. Nice. So do you paint when you make your homemade paint out of dirt and water? Yes. Uh, I use that for my base when I'm making my sand mountain. Nice. Do you have a sandbox in your backyard? But you make you make stuff out of dirt and you make stuff out of sand. That's really that's really fun. Glad to uh, hear my it. grandma has um my grandma uh I do have a trampoline in my backyard though. No way. Can you do a flip on your trampoline? No, but I can uh, bounce and then get me and then get me back and bounce up back to, on my feet. Nice. I I have only been on a trampoline a couple of times. I liked it. It was kind of fun. Do you bounce high or do you bounce just a little bit? I can bounce like this high. Oh, that's like giant. That's like the size of a building. Are you Superman? You can fly as high as a building. So I think that makes you Superman. 
No, I can't fly. Oh, but okay. I can run really fast. Well, then you're kind of like Superman. You can run really fast. That's awesome. No, I can run like really, really, really fast. Now, do you do you like I can win a race? Oh, good. That's very good. Now, when you're outside playing, do what kind of things do you play? What kind of stuff do you like to do? You like to pretend? What do you like to do? I like to pretend to play Dinosaur King. Nice. Uh, uh, have you ever heard of the show Lego Dinosaurs? Yeah, it's you know my brothers. Oh, that's cool. And there's your little brother right there. Hello, little brother. There he is. How are you, Seamus? I'm glad you joined us, buddy. So now, Mom was nice enough to pull up a chair. Now, I've got Seamus and Finnegan, who are both sitting in the same chair. What a surprise. We got the house. That's right. So, Seamus, who are your favorite dinosaurs? T-Rex. You like T-Rex. Do you like him because he's big, or you do like him because he has sharp teeth? Sharp teeth. Nice. Well, you have sharp teeth. Are you a T-Rex? <laughs> you do. Well, as a matter of fact, you do. And uh, Finnegan, what have you got in your mouth, child? Are you eating a Carnotaurus? Okay, I cannot believe it. Uh, I am a T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the T-Rex roar. That was very good. T-Rex. <laughs> Why am I be why am I being attacked? What did I do? All of a sudden I'm being attacked by a triceratops and a T-Rex kid. All right. So let me ask you boys this. Have you ever been oh nice. Have you ever been to a museum to see dinosaur bones? Have you? Uh, we're going for Shane's birthday. Nice. But no, we're going. We've never gone before, but uh, we're going for Shane's birthday. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. How old is Seamus going to be? Twenty-five. Only three. Oh, three. Okay. Well, I was guessing mm-hmm. twenty-five. What did I know? All right. Oh, three. Very good. Two. They're going to be What's three. What's that? What's that? What's what? What's, what's that? that? Thing, what's that thing? Be, you're pointing, but oh, uh, what's that behind you? Oh, what's the thing behind you? That is the skull uh, of a giant fish. Can you see him? That's a giant uh, fish called look. megalodon. Maybe? No, it's not megalodon. That's a very good guess. It's and not. It looks like one though. Yeah, it's actually a fish. Let me show you how big it is. Let me go stand next to it. Hang on. Big. Oh my gosh! Oh no, it's eating his head. <laughs> I can actually fit my head inside the mouth of that giant fish. So it's and called what is it? It's called Zephactinus, but its name is spelled with the letter X. The X sounds like a Z. There, you made an X with your hands, with your arms. Good job. So the X sound per, is pronounced like the letter Z. So it is Zephactinus, Zephactinus. It was a giant meat-eating fish. Seamus, you have a T-Rex, and Finnegan, you have a Transformer Triceratops. You guys, I bet you your house is rocking seven days a week with you two. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we leave, there are kids all over the world that are going to hear this interview 
Finnegan and Seamus, would you like to say anything to kids all over the world? <laughs> who would win? Oh, you want to know who would... Oh, no. Not a who would win. Do you have a who would win you want to give me? Marionics uh, versus Hunter Toys versus Billionics versus uh, Tracy Adapts versus Ten Stegosaurus versus Ten uh, Hunter Toys versus uh, Allosaurus that has Wishing Ten Bot that has Ten Oh, well, that's an easy one. Uh, I don't remember any of those things you just said. How could there, there's how could that many dinosaurs all fit in the ring to fight? All right, that was the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let me see if I remember. It was Carnotaurus versus ten Carnotaurus yes. versus a chicken versus a guy on a motorcycle versus an airplane versus an <laughs> army tank. Okay, I think that's what you said. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Allosaurus would win. Because that's my favorite dinosaur. I cheated. Um, no cheating. Okay, then Triceratops would win. Because that's one of your favorite dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> All right, listen, you little stinkers. I hope you guys have a great day and a great week. No, who would win? All right, one more. Tell me. Go ahead. Oh, my God. You can go one more. Go ahead. Uh, Billionix uh, was in a... Me? Stop throwing me in the <laughs> ring with these dinosaurs. What kind of a kid tries to get me eaten by a Baryonyx? Uh, you, but you have a giant uh, Carnotaurus and a transforming Triceratops. Okay, so if I have a transforming Triceratops and a Carnotaurus protecting me, well, then, of course, we're going to win because nothing can stand up. To a transforming oh, but can breathe fire. <laughs> Would you stop changing the rules? So now it's a fire-breathing dragon versus me, a Carnotaurus. No, and- uh, okay, I guess I guess it can be a dragon. Okay, I guess the Baryonyx can fly. Oh, that's okay. That's you want to fly, great. So now <laughs> let me see if I get this straight. It's a flying Baryonyx that breathes fire. Versus me, a Carnotaurus, and a Transformer Triceratops? And that's the fight you want to know? Uh, okay, first of all, if Baryonyx can fly and breathe fire, that makes it a dragon. So I'm fighting a dragon. Okay. Uh, well... The- you also have a fire-breathing Carnotaurus that has razor-sharp teeth that can fly and breathe fire, and it can... It can head but ten hundred times. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it that makes it so much easier. Um, and thank you for the sound effects, Seamus. So I've got Seamus over there doing sound effects, and I got Finnegan changing the rules of this fight every single time. I don't even remember who's fighting anymore. Um, I still think Triceratops is the winner, since you told me it's one of your favorite. All right, you little stinkers. I hope you guys had a good time. Did you have fun today? Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you, it's okay. You you can shake your head, but I'll talk for you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you like our uh, Patreon club. We've got some new lessons coming up, so watch your paper or watch your uh, Patreon page because I'll be posting them, and I will see you guys when we do our next lesson. You guys were great. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Uh, oh, 
Wait, my mom has a question. What does mom have? Mom has a question. What does mom want to know? All right. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Thank you guys. I'll see you again. Bye, you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, my friends. That is your podcast. I know this one was long because there were so many people I wanted to give shout outs to. I hope you will join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. It is completely free for everyone. I hope you post your pictures and some of your cool comments there so I can see them. I hope you will join the Dinosaur George Kids Patreon clubs because those are a lot of fun. And we have a great group of people, very nice people in this club. It's great. Remember, if you are in or around San Antonio in May, I'm opening my Dinosaur George Museum there. It's small, but it's very cool. It's got some really cool stuff. And finally, I wanted to remind you, we now ship worldwide, and our website store is loaded with toys and T-shirts and cool stuff. Until next time, my friends, take care. Be kind to the people around you. For all of you in these countries all over the world, thank you for listening. And please, if you have fun listening to this podcast, tell your friends. Until next time, take care, everybody. Listening to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club, and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks, and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge. Yeah. Yeah.